0: I invite you to turn with us to Genesis 6, 13 through chapter 7, verse 1. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood, rooms that shall thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make of it, the length of it, Shall be three hundred cubics, the breadth of it fifty cubics, and the height of it thirty cubics. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubic shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do th- bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life. From under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I, I will establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons, and thy wife and thy sons wives with thee, and of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shalt thou bring into the ark to keep thee alive with thee. They shall be male and female, of fowls and of their kind, of cattle of this kind, and every creeping thing of earth after it's his kind. Two of every sort shalt, thou, shalt come unto thee to keep thee alive. And take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee for, and for them. Thus did Noah, according to all that the Lord commanded him, so did he. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. For thee have I seen righteousness before me in this generation. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I realize and I can see that our our world again is like it was when the days of Noah. When people are doing what they want to do and uh, don't care who likes it. They don't care who they hurt. Lord, I pray that you'd help us as your children. That we would stand for what's right. Because once again, you will destroy this earth that we're on. You promised not to destroy it with water, but with fire. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us to be prepared as we try our best to prepare others. Bless now in this preached word today. And God, will love you and thank you for all you do for us. For we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. The ark that Noah prepared, saving his house, is probably the best illustration of God's love for his people. He created that ark through Noah to save anybody that wanted to come in. Someone said, well, hey, the ark wouldn't hold all the people if they came. No, it wouldn't. But it would hold those who would come. The same thing today. Not everybody's gonna be saved. But who, do, who knows who's gonna be saved? Only God knows But it's your and my responsibility to teach and to preach and to share Christ with those that do not know him. That they might come into this ark of safety and go to heaven when it's all said and done. It's amazing to me, you see, there was no body of water big enough for this vessel to float. So the people saw no need of it. 120 years Noah preached and working and building this ark the whole time I'm satisfied that he was made fun of I'm satisfied that boys were made fun of because then that's all Noah had was him and his three sons as far as working on the ark and I'm sure that the ladies pitched in also but somebody had to keep going and Noah, the Bible says Noah found favor God found favor in Noah Noah was God's friend and Noah simply obeyed the Lord when I just want us to look at, at the, today the salvation of the ark. The salvation of the ark. First of all, it was, it was a divine provision. The orders came from God. It wasn't Noah's idea. The orders came from God and God told Noah exactly what to do, how to do it, and what to do it with. He didn't tell him how long it would take. He just told him, hey, I want you to build this ark. And in the meantime, you gotta keep preaching. You gotta keep sharing the word. So as we think about this salvation of the ark, it being a divine provision, in other words, it was, it was from God. It was not an afterthought. In Revelation thirteen eight, here's what Jesus Christ said. Jesus is a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. An illustration of this would be two trains traveling, crashing, but there was also a hospital train that followed you see, Jesus is that hospital train because God knows, hey, we're on a collision course. Sooner or later, we're going to meet death. Sooner or later, we're going to stand before God. And it's so important that we get on the hospital train which is operated and cared for by Jesus Christ. You go to the hospital today, you need blood. Hey, they're hoping the blood is going to be there to take care of the right people. The type, the type that they need, Okay. So Jesus shed his blood. His blood fits everybody. His type fits every lost soul. And if you're saved today, you need to thank God for your salvation that you found Jesus, that Jesus found you and you accepted him as your savior. It's a divine provision. It's not God's will that any perish and go to a devil's hell, but that all come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Not only was it a divine provision, but the ark was a shelter from God's judgment. You know, that judgment's coming again. It's amazing. You go back and read this story here. Uh, God said, I repent of the day that I made man because man had become so corrupt So uncommitted. You know, it it would probably shock you if you were to take a list of committed people in this church, okay? And I ain't talking about working, all right? I'm not talking about those who are working on a building or doing anything else around here. I'm talking about committed to the services that God opens up the doors for this place. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. How committed are you? You know, we, we need to be searching and looking and helping those who are less committed and, and encourage them to come. Say, I don't like to come on Sunday night. Well, you need to join a church, baby. Well, they don't have Sunday night service, okay? But be committed. If you're gonna be a part of this outfit, you gotta be here. Hey, when I was in school, they called the roll, okay? Hey, if you wasn't there, you didn't get checked. It wasn't none of this business of answering for somebody else either because, hey, the teacher knew if you weren't there. Tardy, Absent. We have so many people that's absent today, it's pitiful. Now, I'm not talking about the youth crowd. I'm not talking about those who are sick. I'm not talking about those who are working. I'm talking the non-committed people. Well, it's cold, it's wet, it's raining. I don't feel like going today. Today's a good day to sleep in. Okay, hey. It would have been a good day. But it's the Lord's day. It's not the Sabbath. It's the Lord's day. It's a day that we come together to worship the Lord God Almighty. And He provided that ark of shelter against the judgment. Yes, I do believe I'm going to be judged. I'm going to be judged for the things done in this body, whether they be good or bad. He said, Well, you get paid. That's reading you come. Uh oh. (laughs) My goodness. Well, how much does it take? I don't know. You know, I I feel so unworthy of what y'all have done this morning. I mean, you know, Lynn, and I don't do it. We don't do it for pay. We do it because of our calling. I promise you, when God called me to preach, hey, she told me one time we got into it. She said, "I didn't marry a preacher." Well, I wanted to be a smart aleck, I reckon. So I said, "I didn't marry a teacher either." But we got each other, okay? And hey, 45 years later, we're still loving each other. We're still together. We are still serving the Lord. And I promise you, as long as I have breath in my body and she does, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, all right? It's an example. It's a commitment that we made. Hey, before I surrendered to preach, I knew some of the things that preaching entailed because I stuck with my pastor. I visited with him. I went to the hospital with him. I did all kind of things with him because I loved him and I wanted to help him, okay? And I knew that once I said, okay, Lord, calling me to preach. If you want me to preach, I'll do it. But I know one thing, I ain't ready to do it. And if I if I make that commitment, I'm going to stick with it. And thank God, since the day one that I surrendered to preach, I haven't ceased to live for him and preach his holy gospel word. Now listen, I graduated from Fruitland. It was another commitment to drop, drop off my working in order to go to school. God somehow or another provided us a shelter. Lynn was able to work while I went to school. And when she decided to go back to teaching or to go to teaching, you know, she quit her job. She went to school and, I, and God provided again. It's a commitment that we have made, not only to each other, but we've made it to God. And he has provided a shelter from God's judgment for, for asking us just to be committed to him. According to the scripture, judgment came upon the, upon the earth in the form of rain, okay? The Bible says it rained 40 days and 40 nights. Now, you can believe what you want to about that. I believe exactly what it says, and it was a worldwide flood, okay? It wasn't just centrally located. It says, all human flesh, all animals, all birds, all species of everything God ever made perished and died except those that were in the ark. Can you go with me just a minute about that ark? That is nothing but an amazing vessel. I believe it's 450 feet, according to the Bible, if you translate all them cubics. 450 feet long. All right, a football field's 300 feet, right? Come on, y'all, help me out, you football fans. I know you know. You, Daryl probably knows how many inches it is. <laughs> I mean, he, he keeps up with that stuff. I depend on him. Hey, 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet tall. Three stories. Can you imagine? Three stories. He had to carry enough food, not only to feed the animals, but to feed himself. That's why you are seeing there, somebody say, you say, how many animals were there on the ark? Well, there was two of every kind. Is that right or wrong? Hello? Is it right or wrong? Okay, some of them in there took more than that. You know why? For food. You go back and read the story. Go back and read the story. It's not only two of every kind, but it's some more of other kinds clean animals. He took more than just a pair because somebody, hey, had to give up life. They had to eat. Noah and his wife, his three sons, their wives, they had to eat. Hello? You eat three meals a day, some eat four. Plus food for the animals. See, how in this world could Noah do that? Only by the grace of God. He was God's friend. God was his friend. He said, hey, this is the way I want it. Noah and this is the way I want you to do it. I'm gonna prepare it for it. Fix one little old window. According to the scripture, it says a cubic, that's about 18 inches, I think. Down from the top, he built a window in there. Then he said he put a door in the side of it. For everything to go in. He said, How in the world did that Lord get all them animals in there? God's you wanna call it God's instinct in those animals? They knew it was time. You watch animals today. If a storm's coming, they know it probably before you and I know it. They, they get restless. They get cluttered. They get fixed up in a certain place ready for the storm. You and I, we just take it casual. Oh, There uh, ain't going to be no flood no more. He doesn't promise that. He sent the rainbow. What about the fire, though? What about the fire? According to Scripture, fire's coming, y'all. It's going to burn up everything on this earth. Ain't going to be no more earth. It'll be a brand new one, a brand new heaven, a brand new earth. But, but God instructed Noah. He said, this, this is the way I want it built. In fact, uh, we read it just a little bit ago. We're not going to read it again, but it's, it's in uh, chapter 6 of verse 15. It gives you the size um, of that ark. But not only was it a divine provision and it was a shelter from God's judgment, but listen, it, Noah and his family were invited into the ark. Now Noah had it tell how many invitations he had given? People come. People walk by. Noah, what are you doing? I'm working on this ark. You're crazy. Where are you gonna float it? Don't know. God said do it, and I'm doing it. You're crazy. Look at your boys. You got your boys following them. They're crazy. It's okay. We wish you'd come help us. We wish you'd come help us build the ark. We wish you'd come help us fund this thing. We wish you'd help us. We want you to come. That's probably Billy Graham's most famous word, come. Come. they invited to come. But according to Scripture, God said to Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. Come is found, listen, approximately two thousand times in the word of God. Do you reckon God was serious? (laughs) He was serious. He's still serious today. Come and take advantage is basically what he said. Come and take advantage of this salvation. It's free. I done paid for it. In Revelation 22 17 it says the spirit and the bride say come. Let him that uh, hath that heareth say come and let him that is thirsty come and it says whosoever will let him come and take the water of life freely okay now listen to this the bible says uh, in Matthew 11:28 come unto me all ye that labour and are heavy laden and i will give you rest a little boy came into church one Sunday morning. He says to the pastor, he said, Preacher, I have memorized Matthew 11, 28. Can I say it for you? Preacher said, sure, son, go ahead. He said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll do the rest. And the preacher said, wow, I have not thought about it that way. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I'll do the rest. That's all God asked you to Come. If you come, he's promised to do the rest. It's that coming part that people put off. You see, it's important. Well, listen, listen. It's not only divine provision, and God provided his shelter against the judgment that would come. Also, Noah and his family were invited in. But listen, a fourth thing. The ark had only one entrance. One entrance. The Bible says it was a side door. A side door. Well, he couldn't put it in the front, couldn't put it in the back, put it in the side, in the middle, to go to the first floor, the second floor, and the third floor. I mean it would just been to me it would just been a sight to see. Now I know when we get to heaven as Christian, hey, I want to see my Father. I want to see my brother Jesus who laid his life down for me. I want to meet the Holy Spirit personally. Yes, there is a third person. He is just as real as God the Father, and Jesus the Son. But I declare I want to talk to Noah. Noah, can you just, just tell me about it i got from now on this, tell me about it. I want to sit by the river just off beside the street of Dole there and listen to Noah. I want to just, I just love to see it since I know a little bit about building. I just love him to tell me about what it took to put that thing together. Now, you know, God provided everything, gave him instructions, and he did. But that entrance, one entrance, Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall find rest unto his soul. There's only one way, guys. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man come to the Father but by me. There's only one door. If you bypass that door, listen, if you bypass the door that God is offering to you this morning, then the only door that awaits you is hell. There are no exits in hell. God provided a way. He continues to provide the way. I love it. I'm thankful that Jesus is the only way, and I'm thankful that it don't have to be updated every year and and refurbished and all of that. He said, listen, Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same Christ, the same Christ that died on the cross, that rose from the grave, the same Christ, the same person. When he was taken out of this world, the Bible says that there were some men standing there, uh, in In white apparel, and they, they said to those people who watched him go out of sight, he said, "You men of Galilee, why are you standing here gazing up? This same Jesus, I love the word same. this same Jesus whom you 've seen taken up is going to come in like manner. Listen when he comes he 's going to stop in the clouds and listen it, it's amazing to me the dead in Christ are going to rise first hey i've seen a many a grave opened up and covered up, but you're going to see hey." Multiplied millions are going to open up the graves. And the dead that died in Jesus Christ are coming out first. And we who are alive, if we're saved walking around, we're going to be snatched up to meet him. The Bible says, and we will meet them in the clouds to be with the Lord. And so shall we ever be with him. And nobody's going to be able to change it. The devil can't change it. You can't change it. If you're saved, you need to thank God for it. Take a break. Let me give you another one right quick. We're talking about the salvation of the ark. No one was born inside that ark. Noah's uh, daughter-in-laws didn't have no babies. Animals didn't have no youngins. No one was born inside there. Everyone was born outside the ark. But in order to be saved, they had to enter the ark. Okay. Well, all of us were born. Hey, I'm looking at born folk. I'm looking at live folk. Some of you might feel like I feel sometime, half dead. Well, I'm sorry. I may look like it sometime, okay? We were all born lost. We were born sinners. And we must be saved by the grace of God if we plan to go to heaven when this life is over. So no one was born inside the ark. Um, in order to be saved, they had to go in the ark, and the ark is simply a picture of faith and grace. For grace, are you saved? For by faith, are you saved through grace? Hey, it's 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 a gift of God. Nothing I've done, but it's what God through Jesus has done for me. Listen, no one was uh, ever born a Christian. I read some kind of article. Uh, this this man said, in the in the article said. I've always been a Christian. Well, he probably knew what he meant. I'm sure he knew what he meant, but he wasn't always a Christian. Okay, When I was born, I was born lost, all right? And I stayed lost until I accepted Christ as my Savior. But from that point on is what I'm, I'm going to be held accountable for. From that point backwards, I don't have to answer for because my sins are under the blood of Jesus Christ. Hello, if you believe that, say something. Nod your head, except going to sleep. I mean, it's 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 amazing miracle that we're saved today. If you are, and if you're not, hey, you need to get you need to get on at this hospital train where Jesus has shed His blood and given you life. We're not a Christian just because we're born in a Christian home. Not a bit more than we're a Lincoln Continental because we sit in a carport okay you're not born a Christian you're not born a Christian so my mom and dad I was asked a man one time I said uh, are you saved he said my mom and daddy gave the land for this building I said that's great so I asked you one more time have you been saved he said my grandma and grandpa's buried over here in the graveyard that's good do you plan to see them again? Well, I, I, well, I, well, I, well, that's a deep subject. But you need to get it on top of the ground and get right with God. Because if their mom and daddy gave the land, so what? If they buried over here in the graveyard, so what? Where are they? Don't know. Don't have a clue. Well, where are you going? Haven't thought about it. Well, bud, you better be thinking about it because time is running out. O U T. The Bible says when Noah. When all the animals got in, and when Noah and his wife and his uh, uh, Sham, Ham, and Japheth and their three wives went into the ark, the Bible says that God shut the door. That means that when God shuts the door, you don't open it. I saw a little video clip about, about that Noah and, and Mrs. Noah and the, and the family were seated around a table and they were eating. They were just sitting around a table. And this thing had begun to lift, begun to float. And you could hear the people outside the ark beating on the side of it and screaming, Noah, save us, Noah, let us in. And the three sons don't say a word, but they look at their daddy as if to say, Daddy, what can we do? Are we going to let them in? Nothing is spoken, not a word is spoken, but you can read it on Noah's face. He is heartbroken. He's done his part. And that's all he can do. Listen, as long as I'm here, I guess I don't know this for a fact, but as long as I'm here, I may be, I guess, doing funerals, okay? It's hard to do a funeral when you don't know where the person went. You say, can you know that, preacher? Well, sure you can. By talking to people. Finding out. If they say, yes, I'm saved, then watch how they live it. Is the fruit back up what they're saying? Okay? The ark was an important thing. Last thing I want to make mention is everyone who went inside the ark was saved. Those who went in were saved. Now, listen. If you're saved, you're saved forever. Okay? It's not something you have to renew. But i tell you what. When, we, when we're out in sin and we come and confess our sin, ain't the thing wrong with coming to this altar and say, I want to rededicate my life. I, I, I've been slack on God and I want to redo it. I want to renew it. Now, listen, can't be saved again. I've heard people say, I've been saved three times. Man, saved from what? Tell me about your saving. They say, well, I was in a wreck and, and God spared my life. That's one time. Okay, good. You know, hey, I was on the job site and they dropped a block on my head and you know, wiped me out, and, but God spared my life. That's two times. And he goes go on to him, I said, look, I ain't talking, I'm talking about your soul, man. I ain't talking about your body. I'm talking about your soul, your spiritual being. Okay? That's what I'm talking about. Well, I may not have hit all the nail just right this morning, but I want you to understand something that God created this world, that Jesus died for your sins and mine. The Holy Spirit wants to come in and save your very soul. And if you've already done that, then you need to thank God and you need to praise God for that. No one lost their life uh, in, this, in this storm. No one. And when Noah and his family went inside the ark, God shut the door in Genesis seven sixteen. Let me make sure about that. And they that went in, went in, male and female, of all flesh, as God had commanded him. And the Lord shut him in. It's amazing. When God shuts a door, folk, he shuts it. In chapter seven, verse one, the word come is first mentioned. This is an invitation that mentions all is mentioned all through the Bible. Come, 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 all the way to the last page in God's holy word look at Revelation twenty-two seventeen. some of you got them jack leg phones we'll flip it right up there Revelation 22 17 here's the last time that the word come is mentioned all the way to the back of your Bible don't go to the maps. you'll be done gone too far And the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit. And the bride say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. And let him that thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Folks, salvation is free. You don't have to pay for it. You can't earn it. You can't work for it. There ain't nothing you can do to get it except give yourself to God. There ain't nothing you can do to keep it. You have to depend on the Holy Spirit of God to keep you. We are kept by the power of God and nothing else. I beg you, I challenge you. Don't let this day go by and and you be lost and go to sleep tonight and not wake up. Can you imagine waking up dead? Hello? Can you imagine waking up dead? Oh, I meant to do this before I left. It's too late. Today's the day. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch hearts, touch souls. And God, we ask you, we ask you to speak to our hearts. Lord, if there's anyone here that's lost, may they come and be accepted and accept you as their personal Savior today. If anyone needs to be in this altar, pray. And God, lead them up here this morning. There'll be somebody, join them, Lord. And I pray that you just bless as only you can. God, we love you and we thank you for all you've done for us and all you are doing and what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Whatever way God might have spoken to you this morning, Brother Mark's going to lead us in our hymn of invitation. And don't sit back. Hey, I'd rather be embarrassed in this service than be embarrassed when you stand before God. And he say, I'm sorry. I don't know you. I beg you to come. 513. 513.